All right, we are live with Memory Tracks. Here we are, episode number 35. Uh, I think I actually just today put out 34. It was like a week or so behind, but uh, it's taken me about like a month to learn this kind of new setup that I've got, new software, and we've had some mishaps. But I think this might be the first episode where I'm like 95% confident about my ability to record it properly and save it the right way. We'll see, hopefully no mess ups. Um, but it should be a really cool one because uh, it's my friend Jess who's here. You can say hello. Hi. Um, Jess is, uh, I, I guess I met you through my good friend Eddie uh, who came on episode number 29. And I think when I introduced him, he um, we talked about how he was one of uh, the kind of three or four people that really encouraged me to start doing this podcast and to keep up with it and stay on top of it. And has been super supportive throughout, but um, it took him a while to come on, uh, which was a little frustrating. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, to, yeah, that's just how it goes. Um, and he came on and had a really good episode. Actually, I was just reviewing like, what were the songs that he picked? If I can even remember, we had "Stand by Me," "El Scorcho," and "Young Liars." His song surprised me. Yeah. Yeah, I I would have I would have predicted "Stand by Me." Yeah. But the other two, I would have never guessed. So if. If the listeners don't realize, then Jess uh, is married to Eddie. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's really cool to uh, to have that. And we should, we sh- hopefully we can explore that throughout. Um, because, you know, one of the, I think it was episode seven and eight, I did uh, a husband and a wife. We actually did it together. We, the three of us were sitting in a room together and we kind of alternated picking tracks. And I thought that was kind of cool. They hadn't like told each other what mm-hmm. their tracks were. And so it was a surprise to them as they walked through it. Um, but I think it's a lot easier to kind of do the individual uh, ones. And so it was really, I was really excited when Eddie was like, oh yeah, Jess actually would love to come on. Um, I mean, that's what he told me. I don't know if he's no, forcing I, me to do this or not. He, no, he's not at all. I, I was jealous when he came on, but yeah. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Uh, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Um, everyone says that. And then afterwards, they're like, oh, that was fun. It was easy. Um, I mean, it's the, you wouldn't have picked the three songs that you picked if they didn't mean something. And I think people forget that, uh, you know, it's it's fun to share about yourself. Yeah. Um, and we were talking, I was running you through all of the, like, steps. Have you recorded before? Here's what you have to do. Here's the, the this and that. Uh, and it sounds, I think, and even looks maybe a little intimidating at first to have, like, the headphones on and the mics in front of your face and things. But uh, once you get going, then it just feels really natural and you're like yeah I actually have a lot to say about all this stuff and it kind of comes out so hopefully that's the case we'll see uh for you but I'm sure it's going to be great and um I'm really looking forward to it but so you before we jump into yours I want to hear more about what what when you were surprised by Eddie's songs what would have been the ones that you thought he would have picked well, and I think this is where like it, the genius of the con- of your podcast concept uh, is. I don't know if I'd go genius that far, but <laughs> because I would have gone to songs that I think are his favorite songs, mm-hmm. um, and that wasn't the prompt, right? Right. right. The prompt is like songs that mean something to you or bring up memories, right. and so um, so I think that's when it started to make a little more sense. Yeah. Um, I have never heard him listen to Weezer. Ever. Really? So I can't. Wow. Yeah. That's I mean, shocking. we own the album, but I, I've never, I've never heard him listen to it. So that yeah. one definitely surprised me. Stand by me, I knew that's yeah. his all-time favorite. Okay. So. Yeah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember. I was, I was pretty surprised by those tracks as well, just because 
Well, one, I mean, I love the Weezer track, and mm -hmm. I also love the TV on the radio track. And Stand By Me is not a song that I think about a lot, but, I mean, who doesn't love that song? Right. But, yeah, it was cool. And I think that one of the, I mean, I met Eddie through work, um, but the thing that I think we've bonded over really has been music. And so I always love sharing that. And I know um, that that's a big part of y'all's relationship as well. And so um, getting to know you better through that, um, it's awesome to one just get to know you better, but also to get to know Eddie better through that and, and y'all's relationship, which is cool. Not that it needs to be all about Eddie, of course, but um, <laughs> it's 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 going to be about you. But I when I was looking at the songs, I was like, mm, I hope I get some good Eddie stories out of this. Yeah, you will. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. And the we we were also talking beforehand about like uh, the songs and things like that. And my last guest. I didn't really know any of the songs, and I only knew one of the bands. Um, and when I saw your list, I was like, oh, yeah, I know all these. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be really cool, um, and I'm looking forward to it. But um, should we jump right in? Should sure. we go into the first track? Mm -hmm. So the uh, the first track, and what's really cool about this is I'm not going to have to edit this afterwards like I usually would because I'm going to be able to hit play, and it's just going to go. That's the new setup. So memory tracks. We're moving up, getting all professional. Here we go with the first track. It's by the amazing The Beatles, and the song is called Twist and Shout. You know you got me going 
the Beatles. Their first, like their first big song, right? Mm-hmm. I think from uh, was it nineteen? I just lost the page. Uh, 1963, I think. I think. It was their and first album. First album. Okay, it was, which is Please Please Me. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool, because actually there's only been one other Beatles selection from the podcast. And really? The song that they picked was the last Beatles song. Huh. Uh, so, yeah, we're like bookending in here. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Beatles are definitely one of those bands that I anticipate over the years I'll have many Beatles. I mean, I, I could probably name ten Ten Beatles songs that would be worthy for me for memory tracks, but I love this song. It's so good. I think I learned how to do the uh, mashed potato to the song yeah. <laughs> probably yeah. in like third grade. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. I was hesitant to pick a Beatles song for that reason. That you shouldn't. No, it it's great. I'm glad you did. Well, I the minute you asked if I would do the podcast, this is the song that. So, like, my sort of litmus test for these songs was like when I hear it, does this like sort of feeling wash over mm. like instantly, like yeah. you just go back to this place. And, um, and for this song to my parents, you know, it was, I probably was like a lot of people's parents, but it was like really important to them that we were exposed to good music. Right. And for baby boomers, I think the Beatles is the definition of good music. Right. Yeah. So, um, so when we were little, they used to put this record on and a lot of early Beatles records on. Cause it was, there's sort of like a lightness to the early Beatles. It's totally. Like fun, yeah. Appropriate for little kids. It's like pre drugs. And right. so it's so safe, right. so innocent. Exactly. <laughs> like as we got older, you know, we would, we would venture into the later. But when they were kids, I mean, it was actually not so safe and so innocent. Right. Yeah. Well, and they were, so how old were they? They were probably, they were teenagers when this came okay. out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, almost teenagers maybe when this came out, but so this was formative for them. And so, but this song in particular, they used to put on and we would, almost every night we would come out and my sisters and I would dance after the bath, like in our towels, with our towels on our head, like, you know, dance to this song. Um, I don't know for, I feel like for years, I mean, it wasn't a nightly thing. It was probably almost a weekly thing that we would do. And, um, so just every time I'd hear it, I have that memory yeah. um, of just, you know, being like in second grade and just that, like that childhood sort of the routine of yeah. like, let's we get in line to take the bath and then, right. yeah, and you're like clean. unwind before you're forced to go to bed and yeah. throw the fit. Yeah, exactly. Were yeah. you, are you the, how, how many siblings do you have? I have two younger sisters. Two, oh, so you're the oldest. Yeah. Yeah. I can really, I've got the two younger brothers myself. Yeah. So. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that was a big routine. Yeah. And then looking back on this song and like that time of our family's life, my dad had a really hard job at that point. And so, but he, and he, and was really stressed a lot. And so this was like a, I, you know, I'm about the same age as he was when, you know, when I was little and listening to the song. And so like looking back on it, I can imagine just kind of how this might've been like the bright spot in his day to watch his yeah. kids kind of yeah. just listen to music that he loved, um, you know, in a really simple way. Right. So there's also that kind of, I don't know, new context to it for me. And so you have now the proud mother of two beautiful young young ones yourself. Yeah. It, we did, I just relearned seven months, and Gabe is what? Uh, three. Three. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Three years old. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Um, so is that something that then you, of course, looked forward to recreating for your own kids of, of playing music for them and having – having that yeah I mean um, we try all the time and Gabe um, 
sometimes like sometimes we'll put on albums and then it's like stop it no music turn <laughs> off and I'll dance constantly and I'll be like no dancing mama no dancing um so yeah he's, he not, he's not into it yet sometimes yeah. you know the other day we were in a store and um a cover of heroes of David Bowie's heroes uh-huh. came on and he got um he was like and he's into superheroes so he heard oh, okay. heroes yeah. but he wanted the I was like, do you like this song? And he was like, yeah. So we got the real one out and I started yeah. listening to it. And so now he asked for the superhero song. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I always, uh, visiting y'all's house, I always love y'all's setup with the records and the player and stuff. And you got he, you guys have a good collection, I'd say. You do, have you He's seen it since we inherited my parents' no. stuff? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, they had hundreds of albums. Yeah. And so they, um, when they downsized their house, we got all their albums. And, wow. Um, yeah. You'll have to come over. That's Eddie built a shelf for it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Were there, like, jewels that you found in there that you had no idea that they listened to? That you're like, oh, my gosh. I wish I had known you listened to this. This is so cool. Yes, <laughs> but there were also things, like, they had an entire, like, someone's entire collection, like, their whole body of work of, um, like, a jazz. Some random jazz. Yeah, band, like yeah. a jazz flutist. And it was like, I, I don't yeah, know. Where did they pick who up is this on person? That? Right. So there's a whole section of our um, albums that are just random, and we'll just pull them out yeah. periodically to see That's what we fun. find. Mm-hmm. Do you typically, like, growing up, was there music outside of that time of, like, post-bath? Was that always kind of a big element in the house? or? Yeah, and my, um, so my mom, yeah, they were both really into music, and, but my dad stuck very much into music from, from that he grew up with. Yeah. Um, and I think he still does. I don't know if he's listened to anybody post-1970s, yeah. like, <laughs> in a long time. Um, but my mom, and still like tries to stay current. So, um, so yeah, so we, there, there was always music on it just depending on who was in charge of right. the, the record player at the moment. Yeah. I think for me, it was like, we just kind of listened to top 40. And then once I started to get into like classic rock, then my dad was like, Oh, well now we have something to talk about. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> Here's you listen to Jimi Hendrix. Listen to that. Let's do all that. Yeah. It's fun to, to bond that way. I think yeah. With my parents. Yeah. I think uh, it's actually a pretty common um, trait, and which is one of the, the things that I love about doing this is starting to spot the like different common themes between how people do connect and yeah, that kind of association to th- that routine with their parents when they were growing up or their siblings and stuff. Is yeah. it's, a, it's a really powerful connection that people will get. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, do you want to go to the next one? Sure. All right. So the next one is uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And the song is called Dosed.
I was dosed by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Such a like beautiful track. It's I could I could say a lot about this. I don't want to say too much before we get into to the story, but yeah, it's just like a deceptively this whole record is deceptively beautiful and really the last great Red Hot Chili Peppers record that they ever made. As far as I know, I haven't I haven't listened to their past like three or four. Yeah, knows, yeah, but, me neither. Uh, but yeah, this was a big one for me in high school for sure. So oh, in high school. Oh, okay. The fact yeah. that you said in high school <laughs> makes me feel old. Sorry. But yeah, I really, it's from By the Way, which I think was like 2003. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Or no, 2000, 2001. Oh, yeah. But I, yeah, it was. It was a little bit earlier, but oh, I listened yeah. to it a lot in 2003. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I think, probably the year that I really got into it as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. They had like all the music videos and stuff that were high promo yeah yeah Yeah. um well tell me why you picked this one so uh so i heard this recently like in the last month um and i I had that feeling of like oh my god i know exactly where i was when i was listening to this song um so i was a senior in college and it was and i was listening to this album a lot in the spring Mm -hmm. and so um i was finishing up all our classes and stuff and i was writing i took a class on James Joyce's Ulysses, and so nice. that's a beast of a an entire class, yeah, an entire class, <laughs> one, yeah. Um, so I was writing like our final paper, so I, I was just doing that constantly and listening for some. I w- and when I write, I listen to, and I was a English major, so like, and I still do this when I write for work, like listen to music over and over, like the same thing over and over yeah. again, basically. So Is this it just to like get you in I a certain vibe. So or? and it's like because I need it needs to be it needs to almost like just become part of the background. Okay. Anyways, but I was also dating Eddie at the time. Okay. And this is really the only time in college that we dated, um, and we, and, but but he had he had wanted us to date for right. a while yeah. longer than that and all this stuff. So it was actually only this is like sweet spot of about like six weeks at yeah. the end of college that. I was as into it as he was, and this was that moment. I know that sounds terrible, and this is that moment. And so he was, well, I was cramming to. You know, this actually like speaks volumes about who we were in college. I was like cramming to, you know, finish writing this paper yeah. and all this stuff. He was um, coming back from his first Coachella excursion, okay. um, and so I was like trying to get the paper done so I could hang out with them that night yeah. and like all you know all the stuff. Yeah. And he's like, oh my god, Radiohead was so good. Exactly right, and he came back and he smelled. So bad. like all I remember is how bad he smelled. Um, so that yeah, that was the, a moment um, there. But yeah, it was just it was this moment in our relationship where we were exactly in the same place. Yeah. And there's this line in the song, and actually I think the song was probably about somebody dying. But there's a line in the song that sort of captures kind of where we had been a lot in our relationship, which is. This is the way I wanted it to be with you. This is the way I knew it would be with you. Yeah. And that's what he would, he would say stuff like that a lot when yeah. we were dating. Um, and then we broke up and he didn't speak to me for a long time. <laughs> Those six weeks though. they were, Those six they, weeks were great. <laughs> well, they, pla- they clearly planted the seed for what was to come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and was that, that was in New York, right? No. So we were in Boston. In Boston. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. I forget. I was... I can never map Eddie's paths through all these cities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, you're, you're right. The song is about somebody dying. Um, I think it was like a, a longtime friend of the band. There's a couple songs on this album that are about that. Um, but I'm the same way as far as like 
I think I as I have distant association t with this song to like a crush that I had in high school or something surely and yeah would not have to me I didn't wouldn't pick up on or it wouldn't matter to me that it was about that because yeah it's just very well written mm -hmm. song of affection and you hear you hear it in that moment and yeah it's it's very pretty song um, and I think about the chili peppers and it's like man I mean I think these days if you come out and say like oh I love the chili peppers then yeah you probably get laughed, laughed right. off um, but for me, they were like a really big part of my musical upbringing, sadly, um, in a lot of ways, because there's a lot of better music out there. But uh, I loved this record so much. I remember mm -hmm. like at lunch, I would have a scheme where I would like get people to give me money to go buy CDs, and then I would go burn them and like give them to people <laughs> in exchange. And so this is like one of the records that I got through that. <laughs> it's like the Best Buy 9.99 uh, release week that I went and got it. And yeah, I just I I love this record. Yeah. And the song was so cool. And there's there's like four guitar parts that get played through it, so they never play it live because it's they don't have enough guitarists for it. But I remember I tried to like learn how to do it with like a loop pedal and stuff. Oh wow. And I did finally get it, but I can't play it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, the song is beautiful. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Like I, and this is another. Where I was like almost embarrassed to put it on yeah, my list. For yeah, yeah. I think anyone. Yeah. But you know, I. I it's great, and it's like worded of advice to people who come on in the future. Like, yeah, you can't think about what makes you seem cool or not, because right. that'd be. It, it's only three songs. You could very easily pick three tracks that make you sound cool. Yes. Um, and yeah, do you think that Eddie would have guessed this one? Was this? Did you guys share this during that moment, or is it something that you kind of internalized as like this is how? I don't know that he would know that I would just yeah? like what I shared about it. Yeah. Um, just now. But I guess I'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, some different dating phases, couples will have like the song. Yeah, no, we didn't. Together. I mean, um, we didn't have a song during this phase. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The six weeks. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is about this like six week spot. Oh, man. I'm sure he was devastated <laughs> when you broke up with him. <laughs> well, we didn't. It was sort of understood because I was. Like, we weren't going to live in the same place. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's fair. So I wouldn't, yeah, he wasn't devastated. Oh, poor Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shall we go to the last track? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this last one is by a band called Delta Spirit, and the song is called Strange Vine.
Delta Spirit, Strange Vine, from what I thought was their first record, but actually they had one before, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, but this was this was one of the first songs that I remember hearing from them. Same. In like 2008, I think. Yeah, although I think I must, I don't think I knew it until 2009. Okay, yeah, so it's around there. Yeah. yeah. How did you first hear it? I don't remember how I came across it. I think mm, I think it was just on the radio. So I was living in St. Louis at the time. Yeah. Um, and I think it was just on the radio, and uh, became sort of infatuated with the song. And then um, it around this time, Eddie and I had we had we hadn't spoken really at all for, since college. How many um, years was that? Well, so I guess we spoke a little bit like in the year after college. And then he stopped talking to me completely. Yeah. For six years. Six years. Oh yeah. I didn't know. That. I knew that entire there was silence for a year, and then like. Was it silence where like you had reached out and he didn't respond? Yes. Or? Oh no. Um, and and actually, so we we lived in um, we both lived in New York after college, mm-hmm. um, and I moved there first, and then he moved there. A little while later, and moved around the corner from where I lived, and so even and during still that didn't time, talk? yeah, we would oh, we would like Eddie. see each other on the street, <laughs> and like he wouldn't oh my say God. nothing. Um, so, so then every so often, I would just reach back out and try it and just see like maybe he maybe now maybe yeah. now he's ready. And yeah. then uh, so it was towards the end of law school, um, I reached out and I you know used a an excuse of I just needed new new music to study to. Yeah. And then so he like basically that is what got us talking again. And was this in St. Louis? 
Well, I was going, I went to Mizzou for law school. Okay. So I was in Columbia, Missouri. Gotcha. Um, so that was in like 2007, 2008. So we'd started talking again. But shortly after that, I kind of realized that, uh, you know, uh, there was a lot, there was more there than I had Initially thought that there thought, was. Yeah. Um, a lot of it was I dated a lot more people and realized <laughs> um, what I was mis- what what they yeah. what I was missing out on with Eddie, but um, but Eddie's a bit of a music snob, right? Very much. Um, a bit is understated. And so. yes, and he'll take he'll take exception yeah, to no, that. Yeah, no, yeah, he. It's a compliment to him. Well, no, he actually he thinks he's not a snob. He's actually said he said that oh, I'm not Eddie. a snob. I just like <laughs> I just like better music than most people. Oh, yeah. day, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. So when I, we were, you know, friends and talking, but yeah. I was trying to convince him to come visit me in St. Louis and where I was living. And he um, didn't want to, for a long time, he was like, no, 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 I don't want to go down that path again, sort of thing. Yeah. So he eventually did. And so I, um, this part of our, like the years that we were talking, he made me, he would make me mix CDs all the time. Mm-hmm. And now he'll still make, make them for me sometimes. Oh, he nice. thinks, I think we're up to like 15 CDs or something nice, now. Yeah. But I made him one. And so this was the one that when he came to visit, I made, I sort of got my gumption up to make him a, a CD. Right. Cause I was, I was nervous about moment, him yeah. judging, yeah, judging my music session. And the other thing too is for a long time, I like, relied on, frankly, like the, people I was dating I would sort of you would like latch on to I would latch their, on to yeah their, their interests, interests yeah and, their musical interests which is a really fun and exciting thing to do when you're dating because you pick up new interests but then you're like well I, I can have my own taste too right yeah so um, so it was in those intervening years that I kind of started to develop my own taste right. and so this was on the that CD and um, it was his favorite song on it yeah and so it was uh, I think he listened to it like he listened to it on repeat that weekend while we uh-huh. were you know together and he was visiting and um just kind of became this moment it sort of yeah was the soundtrack to yeah. this moment in our life so it was like a pretty pretty key weekend for for the two of you yeah i mean he too. was convinced that it was um it wouldn't be yeah um and it and I was convinced that it probably would. Yeah. And so we just sort of settled on, well, let's just, you know, you can see come visit and we'll see what happens. Yeah. And uh, Was it obvious by the end of that weekend that you guys were going to get back together? Yes. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, it didn't happen immediately, right. but it was... Well, yeah, I mean, I imagine it was a little awkward that first couple of hours. <laughs> yeah, the first couple of it's hours. Weird, huh? <laughs> the first couple of hours. Were, and so what's weird is, um, so I was working and I was... a in a law firm and yeah. so I uh he I knew he was getting in in the middle of the day and so I just left my key for him and let him let mm-hmm. himself in and I had just gotten these two really adorable puppies oh um Wait, Jack, and, these, Jack these and Greta were... oh no way. um yeah <laughs> and so they were like I'd had them for like 10 days probably oh, they, so were they were only, like terrorizing your place they were only like, like, Eddie, can yeah, you please like take care old. of these energy so balls? no he came in and he was like it, it, the way he tells the story is he's like oh that's not fair because they were so adorable <laughs> that he just fell like they're yeah. more his like yeah. Greta is more his dog oh, now yeah, than, yeah, than mine so um yeah so he spent several hours with my dogs before I came home yeah um, and that kind of loosened yeah, him up yeah you buttered him up right he's like oh look at what you could come be a part of that's right <laughs> 
<laughs> this beautiful family that we have already. That's pretty adorable. Wait, so, okay, so that happened. He went back home. Then how, what happened next? When did, when did you guys end up living in the same place again? So this was when Eddie was taking a sabbatical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he had just left New York City, and he was back in Rochester okay. with his family, with yeah. his dad, and just kind of taking a break. So it wasn't, I mean... On paper, it wasn't that hard of a sell. Like, come stay with me. No, for well, I mean, yeah, but the context of right. the relationship is yeah, it was a the, lot. The absence of talking, yeah. Yeah. So then, um, he had been looking for. I was miserable at the law firm, and he had been looking f- just to kind of find a new place to start over. Yeah. And Austin was on the short list, and it's just kind of one of those places that people go to start over. Yeah. Um, and so he came down here, and got a job, and then. Um, Shortly thereafter, I got a I got a job quicker than we like, were expecting yeah. for me too. Like we weren't really actually expecting to move and live together that quickly. Right. Um. So it was probably about like less than a year that that happened. Yeah. But we dated long distance. Gotcha. And in, in between. Yeah. yeah. Was that was this first job in Austin? Bizarre Voice. Or no. no. <laughs> I can't, I can't it was remember. a. Because um, that's where I met him. Yeah. Actually. It was a translation company. That's right. I don't even know if it exists it. anymore. Yeah, You'll have to ask him about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, uh, he's told me y'all's story a few times, um, and I always forget, like, the geography distance. And also, see, I didn't realize it was six years. That's crazy. Yeah. This band is really cool, um, and the song is really cool, and the singer, Matthew Logan, is it Matthew Vasquez Logan or Matthew Logan Vasquez or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know. He, he lives in Austin or he's from Austin originally. I don't know if he's, but his parents are here. And I remember like this record came out and I really liked it. It's on Trash Can, I think, was like mm-hmm. a really big one um, that I liked. And uh, I, it was all I was listening to like one summer and I was walking Waldo, who you can probably hear in the background if you're listening right now, but he was like a little puppy and. Um, I was walking him um, with my ex-girlfriend through like Zilker Park, and we were we heard music. We're like, huh, I wonder what that is, where that's coming from. And then we heard all these dogs barking. We're like, this is strange. Um, he can hear us talking about him. He's like getting <laughs> anxious. Um, and we walked up to like the top of the Zilker Hill, and there was like Austin Pets Alive fundraiser, and Delta Spirit was playing, and it was a free show, and it was just like all dogs off leash, free booze, and a free. Delta Spirit show, and we're like, "That's awesome! This is paradise." That <laughs> like, is, that's perfect. <laughs> and I don't think I had seen them at that time or something. And it was when they were getting big off this record, but I, I guess weren't well known enough to like. I mean, it wasn't like a huge amount of people there. I think right. we got to talk to them afterwards, and there was like maybe fifty people. But I just remember thinking that was really cool, and that like cemented the record for me a lot of of that, um, and then being a part of. It. And then like years later, they played. Uh, like ACL and he's like climbing the top of the stage and stuff acting crazy and you're like man you guys really blew up <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's a good record really really good song um that's cool. it ended up it was ended up being our wedding song oh really okay yeah and we yeah. have um a line from the song each engraved on our rings that's awesome that's really sweet so that is y'all's song that, that was yeah yeah, yeah. It, so it wasn't the Red Hot Chili Peppers which is probably best I think if I went to a wedding and your song was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So I might be a little concerned. <laughs> you, would have, you would have judged. I think I would have judged. It's okay. It'd be hard not to. It would be hard That'd not be to. That'd be my music snob coming out of me. That's fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet, though. Um, well, that's the that's the end of the tracks. Um, how, how do you think you did? 
Did you enjoy it? I don't know. I feel like it went really fast. Did it go fast? It was good. It was actually a really good time. You know, a lot of people will ramble on for a long time. And sometimes that can be a bit of a drag. So this was actually really, <laughs> <laughs> really a perfect, I mean, they're all sincere in the moment. Everybody's um, special. Yes, exactly. But uh, no, I feel like this is really, really good. I enjoyed it. So thank you. I did yeah, too. It was fun. It's good to get to know you better. You so, too. Yeah. Well, thank you uh, for coming on. And until the next episode, this is Memory Tracks. <laughs>